spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in to DC on Screen. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hi. Today we are going to be talking about Legends of Tomorrow, Season 1, Episode 9, Left Behind. No, this isn't a remake of the book series. Um, there's no Kurt Cameron running about. Thank <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> You've been spared. We've been spared. There's no Nick Cage and no Kurt Cameron. Man. There you go. You know what there is. Spoilers. A whole lot of Mick. Whole lot of Mick. Um, I think on our particular page, on our on our little piece of uh, of the digital landscape, I think it was Jason Smith who who first called it. Mm. So congratulations, sir. Yeah, he said anyone else, and he called it in a crazy way too. I admit said, that was a neat take. That was a neat. Yeah, yeah it was a good catch. Like, anyone, he says, does anyone else think Kronos kind of has the same walk as Heatwave? And I was thinking, like, they look like they're built the same. Kronos is in a, like Mick always walks around like he's kind of. He actually, he the way he walks reminds me of like the thing, um, just mm-hmm. clunky, you know. But yeah, he. Uh, I was looking at Kronos and I thought, like, yeah, they, I agree, but. I, I could make an out for it. Like, Kronos is kind of in this giant clunky piece of armor. I mean, yeah, you could... Yeah. It wasn't conclusive, but it was a damn good catch, and it was right. Ultimately right. Yeah, I, you know, I never paid attention to his to the way he walked or anything. So. Now, if it turns out Jason Smith's a uh, physical therapist, he's cheating, but... <laughs> um, Even still, good probably, call. We could probably find out. <laughs> let's, let's spend the episode doing that. Right. Um. <laughs> Clearly where um, we need to go with this. So, uh, Scott Madison says, uh, Ray worries about the Wave Rider not finding him. Nth metal, Adam suit, sensors will find you. That's a good point. That's fair. Uh, I mean, I, I, I still, I, you know, trying to build a beacon to make it easier. That's fine. I got no problem with that outright. But I had a problem with Sarah having a problem with it outright. What does it hurt? Like, what does it hurt for Ray to hold on to hope a little bit and get to, yeah. and, you know, make his little beacon? By the way, this week, way too much use of the word beacon in the CW-verse, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. But Sarah was a little snotty snot-snot this entire she just, episode. She gave up way too fast. Mm-hmm. I did like the I did like the uh, the passage of time and how it was presented here. This is what I was looking I for. Like, we're doing time travel? Hell yes. Let's have somebody yeah. stuck for two or three years somewhere right. that's awesome i i i like that uh i don't know i kind of felt like it was a cheat but at the same time i was i was good with it like i liked that you know ray and and uh kendra uh 
basically, you know, fell in love and almost got to a point of getting engaged over the course of two years in one episode. That's kind of yeah, neat. Yeah, and they did it well. And I even liked uh, the repetition of the phrase uh, 10 minutes later, 10 hours later, 10 days later, 10 weeks later. Mm-hmm. I, I liked that. And then what do we get to two years two. later? So it's about two and yeah. some change that they've been out. Um, yeah. When it hit two years later, I was like, shit, I can't believe shit. they've gone that far. Yeah. But it did. It it, it legitimized, uh, you know, Chiara and Ray uh, mm-hmm. hugely. Because now we have two years. And I also like the, I kind of do dig the dynamic that now, like, a little less than half the team has been on this mission for more than two years. And the other half of the, or the rest of the team has been on this mission for, like, a few months. Right? Yeah, that's fun. That could be a neat dynamic if they want to play with it. If they want to, sure. Um, but yeah, Sarah just gave up on him way too fi- way too fast, Ben. Yeah, and uh, I kind of thought it was ridiculous that they had to go and find her in Nana Parbat. I was just like, oh man, really? And Ray's like, I can't. But he keeps saying, I can't believe I'm back in Nana Parbat. I'm like, yeah, me either, buddy. Right. <laughs> don't we don't we go here enough in Arrow? Do we have to do this in Legends as well? <laughs> I, Legends of Tomorrow, you can go anywhere. He you even calls to go it, to Nanda Parbat you go to a 60s, set which, seen. by the way, looks exactly like it does now. That I find absolutely believable. I do too, but it's so boring. I, I did love his use of exactly the phrase, Nanda, I can't believe I'm back here, Parbat. Uh-huh. That was wonderful. Now, the time drift thing, how how do you feel about that? The time drift thing? Yeah, uh, where you start to lose parts of your original timeline's uh, personality. You, like, you start to lose... The oh, essentially you start to lose the character yeah. development you'd you'd had um, uh, from the if you're out if you're in a displaced timeline I guess I, I'll call it. Well, uh, I think you just kind of answered your own question. How do With I the character feel about development that? Kind of uh, <laughs> don't want to keep just be losing character development. No, I'd like that. There's a mechanism for it though. That's what I ended up digging about the time drift. Yeah. That if we're gonna go to a new timeline, you can. That something does that, like there is a personal psychological effect of being in a new timeline. I kind of dug that. And I like that they've laid it out and that there's an actual effect and it has a name and everything. Um, I even I even kind of dug the whole like from Ray's perspective. He just thought she didn't really want to hawk out. Like it just hadn't. Mm-hmm. He thought it was a non-issue, and for her, it's like no, I'm losing two thousand years worth of memories, and I can't do the hawk thing anymore, which is rough. I assume. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got the memories. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's got to be got to be rough to sit there and watch you know pieces of uh, pieces of what you'd built and who you were just just go away. And same time, it doesn't feel you feel bad for Ray too. Like he built this whole Adam suit and he hasn't gotten to play with that in the last two years. And he was really he enjoyed being a hero probably more than any of the other people here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you know what he enjoyed more than being a hero is why the whole reason he started being a hero is being married. So I mean, yeah, no, he he was happy. He was finally happy. Uh, it's something we didn't something we didn't bring up on the Arrowcast, but um, same thing. Like you have those. It's a, a story where you have the character that wasn't necessarily supposed to be happy. They finally find it, and then they can't stay there. Yeah. Poor bastard. Um. Yeah. Like, I that was talk glad, they have at the end was just long time coming. Mm, Who's talk at the end? Oh, uh, Ray and Ciara's talk at the end there uh. with um, like she never explicitly says that. Throughout the episode, she makes it. She doesn't say enough about how she feels about Ray. Like she, all she had to do at any point was say, "Look, I had a lot of stuff going on. I just I like I like I still want to be with you. I just want to be with you here." And she never mm-hmm. actually says that at any point. Seems like seems like a simple thing, but yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> it totally seemed like she was just like, 
Well, no, I don't want to be with you since we're doing. I mean, <laughs> I, I get where oh, he's man. coming from, though, because like, to him, it almost it, she made it seem like it was just a a really nice way to spend their time since they were stuck there. But now that they're back, you know, like that's and she kept saying we could finally be ourselves, and he's just yeah. like, I was being myself. I was myself. I, I I I could see the puppy dog eyes he was doing the whole episode. I totally could. Mm-hmm. Um, how'd you feel about Talia being officially a part of this universe now? That was cool. That was cool. If they go back to Nanda Parbat in the present timeline, we can play with, like, we can have a Talia around now too instead of a just Anissa. Mm hmm. Um, I I liked that Mick was Kronos. Mm hmm. Absolutely. I like that I he's been. They uh, I geeked out when they started talking about the the vanishing point. Oh yeah. He was taken to the vanishing point and they trained him for lifetimes. That was <laughs> kind of bad. They said that and I kind of thought, yeah, you would have to take lifetimes to train Mick. Right, and just train him enough to the point where he could only kind of halfway do his job well, because Kronos has not been the best at aim. He hasn't been the best. <laughs> he hasn't been the best at like taking down any of these people. So I'm like, yeah, well, okay. Well, One would not while, call but... him efficient. Yeah. But they taught the dude how to use like futuristic technology, how to understand timelines. He can obviously fly a spaceship now. Like he he clearly learned some crap while he was out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he he figured out enough about timelines that he knows he can go in reverse and kill Snart's sister over and over and over again. Like, man, Snart looks actually frightened by this guy by the end of his uh, couple of scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, the fear in his eyes was a nice touch. Yeah. And then the hand. Like, I laughed. Scott didn't like it, but I liked the, the, the Bill Gates thing. Oh, yeah. It was cute. Um, hmm. You know, I liked the Snart hand thing, but... I, I would have been annoyed if they didn't do it at the end because they've already like pretty much made that the thing on the show. But him getting the his healing hand factor back, yeah, yeah, was kind of cheap. Yeah, but I nah, felt like I they had written themselves into a corner because I was they like, they could eh. not give him his hand back. Exactly because yeah. of how they've already displayed that technology on the show. I was like, right. Eh. It didn't. It didn't Oof. worry me. And I, I'll tell you what, man. The the actual visual they did a good job with. Like, they did. Uh, it looked good, and honestly, like that looked so cool. I think I would chop my hand off if I could watch it rebuild that way. That looked awesome. <laughs> I would love to sit there and watch it rebuild from 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 bone. I'm sure that's absolutely grievous to most people, to a lot of people. But that's that looks fascinating, man. Uh huh. You know, it'd be funny is if they, and I hope they do it, where like he's not really kind of he's not really a quick draw anymore. He has to like teach him, reteach himself how to write or something. Because the muscles don't have, like, he has a little more trouble with things because of muscle memory not being there anymore. Yeah, it wouldn't really work that way, but it'd be neat. Well, no, I say that. It, it would. It actually would bother me because it's totally not how that would work. How would it work? Uh, muscle memory is a, a phrase, but it's really in your brain still. It's stored okay. mostly in the parietal area. Well, I mean, I know that there are certain things like, like, I can remember, like, when I haven't drawn anything or mm-hmm. when I haven't drawn anything in a long time, like... I don't get as good at it. I'm not as, I'm not as, I don't, like, I get worse and worse and worse at it the longer I go yeah. without doing it. It's all still in my head of how to do it, but the actual muscles don't want to move that way anymore. So if I never yeah, trained my the, muscles in the first place. It's a, uh, it's still in your head, though. It is still just okay. a, a functioning skill about your brain, though. Like, in theory, if you cut, if you cut off somebody's hand and gave them a, a spe- an exact replacement a millisecond mm-hmm. later, that person would never know the difference, in theory. I mean, I guess I can see that. I mean, I was just thinking about, you know, like, strength and, like, the ability to like, yeah, the 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 muscle was quicker. See, that and, would be a nice you know, I, that would be a nice yeah. touch. Like, imagine, all right, all right. So, say you've learned some new skill set where your hand got stronger. Like you needed to uh-huh. learn whatever it was. Um, and we're just some of the tiny, more minute muscles 
uh, have strength See, was, and then giving you yeah. like a, a, a little bit more dexterity with a specific skill set that you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So then you got to wonder like what level, like what stage of development was that hand in? Is it just a perfectly rote hand? Because <laughs> did it match his DNA set? But it's just hand. Adult male yeah. A. Right. In which case like, he'll have to, yeah, quicken his trigger finger again. But Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Like, because you see him throughout the show, the way he like flips that gun around and stuff. And like, he's got some tricks down. Yeah. He does some shit with that hand. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Just seemed like maybe there was going to be something he was going to have to train with. Train for. Eh, I could do ah. it and just having the hand back and we move on. I mean, it, if a, they never mention thought. it again, other than just saying, well, I thought I was going to lose my hand, but that was cool. That's fine with me, actually. Yeah. Just you a like thought, seeing, uh... apparently, and completely inaccurate thought, but still just a thought. <laughs> uh-huh. uh. I, can, I can make a case for it, but I think it would bother me because it wouldn't, it's theoretically wouldn't largely work that way. Yeah. How'd you like, um, how'd you like Rage, man? He was fine. Matt Nables still keeping it classy? Yeah, still, it's just Matt Nables. Like, he's not my, he's not my racial ghoul. He's just not, um... He did a good enough take on it. I never had a problem with it. The closest his... I've ever actually seen it done is Liam Neeson. Isn't that scary? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I love David Warner doing the voice and, you know, from BTAS. And, of course. Um, yeah, I, I love that version of Ray Shuggle, but And the closest I've seen is, is Neeson. But uh, believe me, Neeson was not the problem with any of those movies. Um. <laughs> it just wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. Uh, that's why, I, like, when like they were, they actually did call up Liam Neeson and were like, "Hey, would you want to do this?" And he was like, "Yes, but I have another movie I've got to do." Like, I wouldn't have minded. Like, uh, to me, in my mind, it wouldn't have necessarily meant that you know this was the Nolan verse. This would just meant like, oh, he's just racing both verses. That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like second chance, second chance. <laughs> Um, but I like Matt Nables. Okay. I, I got no problem with him. Something about him always just strikes me as odd and I don't know what it is. I do. I like it. He's got like a distant feel to him where somehow when he orders someone uh, to death for something very trivial, uh, trivial, I actually buy it out of him Uh because he's just a little bit off putting in a way that that I, yeah, I dig it. I dig Uh it. And I really, he can be touching every now and then that little smirk at the end when he realizes he's going to have another daughter. It's kind mm-hmm. of an actually humanizing moment for somebody like him. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, by the end of the day, he's going to order like four people to their deaths. So you got to take those where you can. Mm-hmm. You know what I think it is? He always comes off as more of a, uh, I don't know how to say this nicely. He seems like a blue collar racial ghoul, like the racial ghoul in the comics. And even in like every one of them I've seen up to this point has always been like very regal, haughty, haughty yeah like he acts like like this is like the nouveau riche racial ghoul like this guy (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it just he sounds he seems like he just you know finished a beer at the local tavern and now he's gonna go put on his nice robe and walk around look at all of his nice things that's how i I feel i dig that i do (laughs) i I like his version though um, and I, I specifically Scott. loved uh, what do they call it a, a, a life extending life extending jacuzzi. Yeah, well that done. Was fun. Well done. That was fun. Um, Scott Madison says, "Jax, you cannot not not knock out a league a league of assassin or a league assassin with a with a single punch." No, 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 no. Uh, Actually, I thought about that, and here's my theory. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 inherently flawed, but <clears throat> I'm thinking, what's guard duty if if not like one of the worst tasks you can be given. This is a this is a beginner level task, right? Mm-hmm. I keep thinking that maybe that's why this kind of crap happens. Just in general in movies and television. Like the sentries are uh, 
those are the people who haven't earned a greater, more important task inside the damn compound. Right. So you end up with hey, your oh. your CD team, you know, out hanging out on the outskirts, which seems Here's like why a bad that idea. For me. Jack seems surprised that he actually knocked him out. Jack seems surprised about everything. I know. It just worked for him in this instance. <laughs> it just happened to apply just fine here. Which brings us to Scott Madison saying, Jacks, shut up. People's court references help nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long story, pal. Shut up. No, I liked It's a Long Story, pal. Um, I liked that. I didn't. I enjoyed that one. I feel him on that one. <laughs> I can get behind it. How'd you like the uh, this the start mix scenes though? As far as like overall, as I mean, I thought it held up as well as anything they else they've done this season. They were fine. But Mick wasn't really Mick. He didn't act like Mick, and that that was a good call. Um, we well, can't, you know, they've he's know. been out there for a couple hundred years. Saying. It sounds like uh, that's what I'm saying. It, it makes sense. Uh, I mean, I I miss the Captain and Tennille references myself, but yeah, yeah, it's fine though. Um, Scott says like has something that I agree with. He says it's hard to reconcile their next move heading to the 22nd century to force an endgame with Savage. Uh, yeah. Yeah, halfway through the season? Yeah. Or a little and, over the halfway mark in the season. And we know they're coming mm-hmm. back. I mean, all right, next episode we're in like 2147 at some mm-hmm. giant conglomerate whatever future thing. And then the episode after that is the one where we're going back in time to hide from whatever consequences they incur there. Uh, we're going back in time to hide and hang out with Jonah Hex for a little while. Uh-huh. I, I admit, dropping the, the I've been holding out on this one card and uh, now's the time to play it, I, I didn't think it was the right time to play it, personally. Yeah. This seems like a two or three episodes before you end the season kind of thing, not like seven. Yeah. Eh. As far as the overall plot goes for, for Legends, I haven't been enthusiastic. I haven't felt good about it. I just haven't. Like, I don't know. Like, no part of Rip Hunter's plan ever f- feels like it's a good part, a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, he is not doing a a clean and clear cut job with this thing. No doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, the yeah. I mean, let's go save seem... Sarah, and then like four seconds later, they're all in jail. Yeah. So, uh, based on everything we've know we know now about Rip Hunter, yeah, okay, it makes sense that he would just make really poor decisions all the time. And <laughs> yeah, I think eh, there's no logic to this guy. He's just patently bad. Like something though that um. No, he's he's made a lot of really terrible decisions so far on this journey. But I, I tell you, did you? All right, at the end here, what we have is Mick is now uh, captured and imprisoned, and thankfully they have a mute button. But uh-huh. he, um, I care so much more about watching them like try to unbrainwash Mick than I did ever in the course of this episode about Sarah. Yeah, like if they had just walked in and looked at her and gone, "Oh, yeah, she's spent. Let's get out of here." That'd been fine. Uh huh. Although I would have missed that battle at the end, the the Powerbot battle with with all like the actual effects climax and everything looks fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty good. I was a little surprised by how good it looked. Every now and then, this show will just kind of pull one of those scenes out on you where they've got all the main characters all in costume doing their super powered shit, and it looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I I feel like the writers on this show and all the shows really sort of have just like if nothing else what they do really well is just know when you've had enough of their bullshit and they pull out something that makes you want to watch more (laughs) well thanks for putting up with the parvite storyline here's more of the atom oh thanks (laughs) appreciate that i was getting a little tired (laughs) i i gotta ask you though and and i think this was really the last thing i had on this episode to be honest myself but Mm -hmm. the the climactic battle right with uh sarah and and um Chiara, uh-huh. she's holding that knife to uh, <clears throat> to Hot Girl's throat, 
and she says White Canary. And without being able to help myself, I swear, I, I flash back and I wanted to see Sarah go, where did you, why did you say that name? I wanted it so bad. <laughs> I'm good, man. <laughs> it would have ruined thought... so many things, but it just, uh, mm-hmm. the memory is too fresh and yeah. Yeah. Sarah's lapse and, uh, I don't know, personality. I know they explained it in the episode, but it was still bad. I like, like, I liked her a lot more when she gets to the end and she's explaining to Raish, like, um, you know, it's the second time I've wandered up to these steps not knowing who I was. And yet, like, I liked it being home away from home from her, for her in a way, but mm-hmm. it just, like, they'll give her these episodes every now and then that do nothing but weaken her character. Where, like, she gets in a bad situation, mm-hmm. so what does she do? She reverts immediately to, like, the most primal possible form of herself. Mm-hmm. So they'll That's they'll spend episodes giving me good reasons to trust Sarah's character development, and then they'll just take it away. Yeah, and this is I, how am I supposed to trust her now? I, but I do I do that with her all the time though. Well, you're supposed to trust her because show. Um, yeah, uh, they do that every now and then. We're, once she's back on the ship, we're supposed to think it's okay. But she just, look, man, she reverts too quickly to yeah. Well, times have got a little hard. I'm gonna go kill some people. Yeah, and she's one of those that I'm pretty sure they're just never gonna kill. No, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that um we're in the minority actually of people that don't like Sarah. Yeah, uh, we are. I, it, I'm pretty sure we are. Um, I mean, I've heard the name, I've heard the term fan favorite uh tossed about in reference to her. Yeah. Um, which is why they brought her back because they were like, well, I mean, we needed a reason to make Laurel the Black Canary, but nobody really wanted Sarah to go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. I mean, it is what it is, though, man. I mean, we we love these properties, and we love a lot of these characters, and hell, we even love most of the, like, not most, but we love a lot of the portrayals we're seeing these days, and Mm -hmm. a lot of where the shows are going are damn good sometimes. Sometimes it's not, you know, and we try to talk about all that, but we're just eventually going to end up on the wrong side of an issue, and I think that's Sarah. Hmm. Or maybe not the wrong side, but Jesus, on the small side. Right. I I was about to say that. I'm pretty sure I'm right. (laughs) I don't like her. Um... (laughs) Oh, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure. Like, you know, I've seen uh, Katie Lotz do scenes where she was good. So yeah, it's, this it's, is another one of those where I'm like, I don't know who to blame here, but boo. I'm not going to say our problem's boo. never been with Katie Lotz. We've thought she absolutely destroyed a yeah. few scenes and we thought she destroyed a few scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been she's run the range as far as how much we've appreciated her performance. Look, man, but yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, for anyone who thinks we're just being too harsh at this, you know, we. This is this is episodic television. This is weekly shows. They have to get shit done quick. They don't have a whole lot of time to sit around like pondering where their character's coming from or getting into mode. Like when they right. when it's time to shoot, it's time to shoot. Right. Um so I'm I'm not, you know, really trying to come down on anybody too hard. I'm just No, I'm not even I saying we can do a better job. I'm just saying we can have some fun no. with it when it goes bad. No. Um <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't know. But it's right fun now, to talk just, about when the whole thing's over. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm just not sure where they're heading with her character, and I'm not sure I care because they've kind of strung me along for so long. Yeah, with, with Sarah, like, I mean, we've known her since what season two of Arrow. How far has she yeah. really gotten? Nowhere. She just went back to the League of Shadows. I know. I'll stop there with my point. Well, she went back to the League of Shadows, and you, dear listener, should go back to DCOnScreen.com for every episode of DC On Screen. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. I think that wrapped us all up, right? Yeah, we're good. We're good here. All right. Welcome back. If you Nick. want another, if you want a similar podcast, what? 
Welcome back, Mick. That's my Welcome back, Mick. My takeaway from this episode. Sure. If you want a similar podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, go check out our friends Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall at the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Um, we are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network, GiantSizeTeamUp.com, and uh, we will probably be back for you guys on a Tuesday uh, from an episode that we're going to record on a Monday. That's all the news stuff coming down. Mm-hmm. And there's a lots of news. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit Italian there. There's a lots of news. I don't know what that was. Some Southwestern European thing. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't going for anything in particular, <clears throat> but it happened. And we all um, have to live with it now. And we should be having a bonus episode for you guys coming up sometime this, uh, this week. So until next time, guys, keep some DC on your screen. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, price and coverage match limited by state law.